Welcome to Course Creation Bites. Bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. I'm your host, Sam Winch. Yes, I'm the course creator with a name that sounds like a lunchtime food, and I'm here to make course creation easy. Let's get started. Welcome to episode five of the Course Creation Bites podcast. And today we are going to be talking about what you should actually be including in your lessons. So if you've been listening along so far, we've taken some of those thoughts in your head and we've broken them down into little tiny pieces and we've put them in the order you want to teach them in. But here comes the question. What should you actually be doing inside those pieces? How do you teach someone something? And so today I'm going to talk to you about a concept called craft, and I want you to craft your lessons for your students. Now, when I say this word, I'm talking of an acronym. So we're talking C-R-A-F-T. What does that stand for? Well, let's start at the beginning. C. What I want you to do is teach content. Now, this is the bit where you're going to put the stuff you want to teach them. How you do that is up to you. You might decide that your audience likes video best. Maybe they like just audio, like a podcast. Maybe that they'll find PDF downloads really handy. Maybe they need templates and worksheets. The how you deliver your content depends partly on your audience, what's going to be most useful for them, but also on the content you're actually teaching. Maybe the thing you're teaching needs to be demonstrated, needs to be shown, in which case you need video or at the very least screenshots. But maybe it's a concept that you need to describe and perhaps it's better that they can see your face and your facial expressions and your hands while you're describing this. So how you teach the content is variable, but at the beginning of your lesson craft, you need to teach C, the content. R is for relevance. You need to make sure that for every piece of content you're delivering, you're showing your students why it is relevant to them. So specifically, Why do they need to know this? What's in it for them? How is it going to help them? How is it going to change things? What is the point of learning it? Now, you'll see this with kids, especially if they can see how something's going to benefit them or make their life easier, they're probably more likely to learn it. You look at boys doing year six maths, they don't understand how this is ever going to help them. They're not always that enthused about learning it. So when it comes to relevance, you might be able to share your experiences. You might be able to show case studies, you might be able to share testimonials, you might be able to share before and after pictures, but really what you want to do here is show someone how learning this thing is going to improve their life or their work, whatever it is they're doing. You need to show them that it's relevant to them and how it's going to help them. A is for action. For every piece of content you give your students, you should be getting them to take some form of action. Yes, for every piece of content that includes your welcome videos, for example. So if in your welcome video you introduce yourself, maybe the action is that they have to introduce themselves somewhere, perhaps in a Facebook group or via email. I want you to make sure that for every lesson you're teaching someone, you're getting them to take some form of action. You need them to go and do something. Now, the what they do is completely up to you and your content. Perhaps they have to go and write something. Perhaps they have to photograph something. Perhaps they have to journal. Perhaps they have to share something on social media. The what is almost irrelevant, really. It completely depends on what you're doing. But they have to do something, anything, but get them to take action. There's a reason that we get them to take action along the way. It's because something is heaps easier when doing tiny, tiny little baby steps. Rather than leaving all of their activities to the end and leaving them overwhelmed, we want them taking steps each step of the way. Right, we're up to F. 
I think. Let's make sure I can spell. We're up to F for feedback. Good courses include some sort of feedback cycle. Now, this is actually two-part. One, your student should be able to show you the thing that they did in the action step and get feedback. For it to be a really well-structured course, they should know if they've done well or not. And you should be able to show them where they can improve or how they can get better and give them feedback on the thing they did. Now, obviously, this depends on the price point of your course. Not all courses can afford one-on-one feedback, but if it's a higher touch program, make sure you include time in there for you to give them feedback on how you went. The other thing that you need to think about is that they need to be able to give feedback on the content itself. Which lessons were easy to understand? Which ones were difficult? How are they going? That feedback cycle is really valuable to you because it helps you improve the course for the next round. So having that feedback structure is really useful. I don't just mean testimonials at the end because most people will say nice things. I mean robust, structured feedback where they tell you the things you can improve on and they talk about the actual content and the process, not just it's great because they did really well. All right, the last letter and we're up to T and T is for tidy up. In the tidy up, what I want you to do in here is tie up any loose ends. So if there's anything they have to do now that they've learned the thing and taken the action, that's where you tell them about it. If you want to give them bonus resources for something, perhaps there's a video you want them to go watch or this really cool article you think would be useful for them, put it here in the tidy up, not up with the content. The content should just be that one single thing they need to learn to lead them to their action step. Bonuses and extras come down here at the bottom so that we reduce the overwhelm and we encourage them to take action. Tidy up might also involve them um, saving some files, um, putting things in certain places, anything they need to do before they move on. Really what you're trying to do here is make sure that they have completely finished this lesson before they move on to the next one. So anything they need to do for that belongs here in tidy up. So that was your five letters, craft, C-R-A-F-T. That's content, relevance, action, feedback, and tidy up. If every chunk of content you deliver covers those five things, you are going to have an incredibly strong program. Obviously, if you're creating, say, a $27 passive income product, you're not going to be able to build all of those things in. And I get that. That's okay. But cover as many as you can. You should still be able to do content, relevance, and action, and probably tidy up. Really, the only thing you're going to be missing is the feedback. The feedback stage is valuable. In fact, it's where most people get the biggest learnings. It's where they'll make the biggest changes. But in a low entry or cheap product, you probably just can't offer it. As always, I want you to take action off the back of this. Listening to me talk about courses isn't going to help you make a course. You have to actually go away and do something. The task for today is to take that craft process and apply it to one of your lessons. One thing that you want to teach someone, map it across against craft. What content do you want to deliver? What is the relevance to them? What are you going to get them to do in their action step? Are you going to be able to provide that feedback? And is there anything else you need to tidy up? Get really clear on those bits and then try and apply that framework to every other lesson you build from here on in too. It will make your life easier because you know what you've got to build, but it makes your content so much stronger and more useful for them too. Okay, time for all those podcasty bits. If you haven't done so already and you've loved today's episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you find most useful for you. Um, If you really love this episode, I'd love for you to either leave a review or share it among your friends. If you think it's been helpful, then I'd like for more people to know about that too. 
Better still, come over and find the Content Into Courses Facebook group, hosted by myself, Sam Winch. It's a great place for us to connect, to ask more questions, and for you to really dig deeper into creating your own online course. There is a wonderful bunch of course creators already over there waiting to help you on your way, and we would love to see you there too. That's it for this episode, but as always, I will see you next time. <laughs>